This is the news on Radio 191FM. Kia ora koutou. Kei te whakaronga mai koe ki te reo irirangi kōtahi. Ko Seb Toku Ingoa, and this is your Radio 1 News Headlines for Thursday the 29th of April. One of the university's most popular clubs, Sign Up Club, have successfully petitioned for OUSA to host a second student general meeting. This will take place tomorrow on Friday the 30th of April at 2pm in the main common room. According to Sign Up Club founder and president Reid Eberwein, the process of initiating the second SGM was not a difficult one. We went out and just got 100 signatures. Um, it wasn't even through our group, really. It was just like I was just in the library, and it's kind of set up camp, and people that walked by, I was like, yo, you want to sign up to this SGM? <laughs> and um, people were like, hell yeah. So they wrote down their info, went on their way, and we got 100 signatures, and then turned it in, only needed 50. So for anyone wanting to do it, like... Just that, that is... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really... Like, we didn't even really use Sign Up Club to get no. petitions to start with. The motions which will be voted on in tomorrow's SGM were decided based on a poll in Sign Up Club's 6,000-member Facebook group. Some of the motions on the SGM agenda include that a second Hyde Street party be created this year, that Sign Up Club members are allowed to cut the pint night line, and that the Paradise Ducks Bill and Bill are made official university mascots. Originally, the SGM agenda had 17 motions to be voted on. However, an amended agenda has since been released by the OUSA, which has left out some of the more unrealistic motions, such as an annual couch-burning day or on-campus parking spots for the president and vice president of the club. Here's Reid discussing the amendments to the motions. Well, most of them we got rid of because we kind of had a meeting um, with some people in OUSA and they kind of said, this is literally not possible. Like, it's just going to get, like, vetoed before it even gets suggested. So just don't waste our time. Don't include it. When questioned on how the SGM and its respective motions were potentially a waste of OUSA's resources, co-founder Devin Burns claimed that the SGM was more of a demonstration as to what can be achieved through collective action in student politics. In my opinion, um, like... Students have never really been more engaged in the most recent years. People actually might show up to an SGM and kind of know what it's about and know more about how it works and that they can actually achieve things. And if it inspires someone to actually achieve something that they want to get done, like now we know how to show them how to do it. When questioned on what motion mattered the most to Sign Up Club, Eberwein's answer was clear. Second Hyde Street Party. I think that definitely got the most... um, response and I think people actually do want that maybe with like you know people who didn't get to go with a slighter slight favor in the um the lottery the lottery yeah and I think people really want that and I think that could actually happen if the SGM reaches quorum which is 0.5 percent of the student population i.e 100 students then any of the motions voted on will be considered legitimate A petition has been launched with the hopes of protecting Dunedin's live music scene. As of recording, the petition has 1,120 signatures. The creator of the petition, David Bennett, claims that recent events have made it clear that the development of the Dunedin CBD and the eclectic Dunedin arts and music scene are not compatible. Currently, the noise complaints process and associated seizure laws fall under the Resource Management Act of 1991. Bennett claims the current system is subjective, overreaching, and destructive to the vibrancy and creativity of the city.
Because the current system is subjective and complaints-driven, it contains no objective measurable limits or guidelines. Bennett argues that this makes it impossible to adhere to and is why one of the requests put to the DCC is articulating what reasonable noise is with regard to a specific boundary level decibel. Bennett claims that one particular incident which initiated the petition was the closure of a folk gig at Moray Place Bar and Venue, Dog With Two Tails. On Friday 9th of April at around 10pm, a group of police officers arrived at the bar with a seize order. According to one of the band members, Dr. Fairley Evelyn Gilmore, the band was shut down minutes before their scheduled finish time, which Dr. Gilmore described as a horribly awkward experience. According to David Bennett, the incident demonstrated the unfairness of the current regulations. It kind of laid bare the inadequacies of the protections of venues or musicians or artists uh, within Dunedin, especially within the CBD, Mm. uh, uh, an area that's known for commercial nighttime economy. uh, uh, And if that can happen, uh, one of the most ridiculous of circumstances... It just shows that there is nothing in place to protect people. The petition's main goal is to garner enough attention and support to convince people to make submissions to the DCC 10-year plan in a way that helps protect Dunedin's live music scene. Submissions to the 10-year plan have been open for a month and closed today. However, Bennett remains assured that the petition and the awareness it has raised will have an effect well into the future. The, the petition will go on afterwards. Uh, we will continue lobbying for change uh, because we believe that bylaws uh, need to be introduced that protect venues and artists within the city so that Dunedin can continue to be uh, a culturally flourishing and hotbed of music in New Zealand like it mm. is famous for. On top of the petition, Bennett has created a website www.savedunedinlivemusic.com, which has live updates on the ongoing campaign as well as a pre-filled email that is sent directly to the mayor and DCC with the demands of the petition. You can add your own flavour to it, put your signature on it, shoot it away, let them know that you care. We now cross to Radio 1 news reporter Zach. Kia ora Seb, ko Zach Minister of Foreign Affairs Nanaya Mahuta has garnered international criticism after her comments in a recent speech at the New Zealand China Council, where she said Aotearoa is uncomfortable with the Five Eyes Intelligence Sharing Alliance expanding beyond intelligence matters. Radio 1 spoke to University of Otago lecturer and Aotearoan foreign policy specialist Peter Grace to understand this issue more. I think uh, Foreign Minister Mahuta is right that this is not the right platform for speech-making by uh, politicians. It's an intelligence-sharing arrangement. It has been since the Second World War, and it's got a job to do. Alongside Aotearoa, Five Eyes is comprised of the United States, the United Kingdom, Australia, and Canada, with all four countries increasing their criticisms of China over Hong Kong and the Uyghur Muslim genocide, resulting in the four countries imposing sanctions on China. They have urged Aotearoa to do the same thing by invoking Five Eyes, a course of action that Grace disagrees with. Our intelligence agencies, and it's also true of the intelligence agencies in the States and in the UK, are not allowed by law to make policy recommendations. So the irony is that the uh, intelligence sharing network that they've got, Five Eyes, has suddenly become instrument of foreign policy. 
Australian media has been particularly vocal that Aotearoa is capitulating to China due to our economic relations with them, with one Australian intellectual calling for an urgent reset of the relationship between Aotearoa and Australia. When asked if Mahuda's position will degrade Aotearoa's relations with Australia, Grace disagreed, insisting that this has happened previously when Aotearoa refused to join the US-led Coalition of the Willing during the Iraq War. We've gone down this route before. We can miff the Australians very easily and that we'll be forgiven the next day. It's rather like pissing off your mother. It's all quickly forgotten. And the foreign minister, Australian Foreign Minister was here last week, Marisa Payne. Uh, lots of hugs and kisses at the end of that meeting. Grace agrees that China needs to be reined in for its human rights violations, but that Five Eyes is not the appropriate means to do so. I think it's true to say that we're struggling a little bit. We're not the only ones. We're, st- we're all struggling a little bit to find some place where we can chide China or Russia. And uh, we're looking around now trying to find a, a, a better forum than the United Nations. But we don't haven't found that yet. And, and we're, it's pretty right that it shouldn't be the five eyes. That's all from me. Back to you, Seb. The Radio 191 FM weather. Your weather for Thursday the 29th of April will be cloudy at times with westerly breezes increasing into the afternoon. Expect a high of 19 degrees Celsius and a low of 11. The Radio 191 FM Surf Report. Your surf report for St. Clair Beach is 3 to 4 feet with gentle offshore nor-nor-westerly winds with a 10 second swell period. Low tide is at 10.43am and high tide will be at 4.19pm. Wakes up your sticks because that comes in at 4 out of 5 stars. That has been your news, weather and surf on Te Reo Irirangi Kotahi Radio 1. Ka kite anu.